Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And you're listening to The Wibs, the podcast for women in business. We're here with practical, real advice to help you get ahead at work. Without the BS. We'll be the work wives you've always wanted. Let's go. Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And welcome to The Wibs. Today, we're going to talk about rethinking the girl boss beyond buzzwords to genuine empowerment. Yep. What do we mean by that, Penny? Well, I think that girl boss is kind of, I don't know, it's had its time in the sun and now I think it needs to die. That's what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, well, to be honest, I kind of changed the title behind your back because you had it as girl boss needs to die. Yeah. I was like, I'm bringing it it back (laughs) in. Aggressive. It's an aggressive way to start the episode, but I like it. I just think that it kind of does though, doesn't it? Um, It's not a great thing because I think, what, what does it stand for? What does it mean to you? Well, look, we are millennials. Whoa. And Whoa, don't out us. You can you can tell that we're millennials because every single time for some reason there is a camera. Why why do we have to do this? I don't know. Like every single time. Now I understand, this all, I understand that this is audio, but as a millennial, just just think about what I could have done then. Anything, what is literally it? anything else. What is it? It's pout. You've got a pout and then put two fingers up like this. Why? Yeah. Why? As millennials, we just fall into a certain thing. It's because of the way that we were brought up builds into the girl boss. Now, as millennials, we were brought up in the hustle. You gotta hustle. Yeah. You gotta hustle. Slay all day. Slay. Yuck. Um, yuck. It's yucky for a woman to not work. You know, you gotta be a girl boss, empowerment. You're only empowered if you work. All of those kind of mm. narratives that we were brought up with. It was kind of like all of these narratives that we were given as girl bosses and what you should do as a girl boss. And it's so funny to reflect on it now when you're looking at it and you're like, wow, we were so in one direction and I understand why. Yeah, I get where I it get came it. from. I it came, where it from came from a good from. place. Like, Absolutely. I don't think anyone who posted girl boss quotes, which I probably did a hundred times, please never look, but I probably did. Yeah. Um, wear lipstick and shine and all that stuff. I was like, are you having a bad day? <laughs> like, absolutely, I would have posted that. But it definitely came from a good place. I just think that on reflection and hindsight is 2020 is that I like the fact that we're all moving to a point and I feel like Gen Z kind of pushes us which is like hey do what you want you want to work you want to work if you don't you want to be a mother you want to stay at home you want to be a father you want to stay at home mm. do your thing it's okay it's you can be a girl boss by staying at home and looking after your kids and just having like the most beautiful family life that you want because that's what you want and I think it's just that narrative that's changed now that probably wasn't as accepted when we were growing up. Yeah, I think that the, what I've seen happen recently especially is that hustle culture has like, has kind of taken this negative mm. tinge towards it. And I actually don't disagree with it in, in theory. I think that there was an element of like toxic positivity around mm. being this girl boss. Because the other thing that was interesting about it as a concept as well is that not everybody fit that mold. I think it was oh. a very particular type of yeah. woman who looked a certain way, who acted a certain way, and who was in a particular industry, and that's what it applied to. And it, mm. I think the thing that I didn't really like about the term and why I think it's been, why we, we do have to kind of kill it off and why it's kind of outdated and we're outgrowing it is because – There's many types of women at work and I think that the prioritisation of this extreme hustle culture, Mm. work is your life. After the pandemic, I think what we're seeing more and more and especially as Gen Z kind of takes up more of the market share in terms of social media and and that voice on social as well is that it's actually not really a healthy trait and I don't know if it necessarily portrays women in the best light either. No, that's a good way to put it. I I agree. I think COVID kind of 
forced us all as negative as it, it was for so many reasons, whatever it is, it was incredibly negative. Absolutely. But if we were to draw some positives out of it, it was like, it is okay to slow down. Mm. You can be successful and slow down. Like you don't have to be working until 12 o'clock every night and hustling and waking up at 5am and, you know, bloody taking a line of bloody green juice in order to be a good entrepreneur. Taking a line <laughs> of green juice. Fuck, man. You but can tell that you've just gone back from Vegas. Yeah, you're like, woohoo, I'm ready. Vegas was so much fun, by the way. Vegas was just an absolute ball. But Vegas actually helped me kind of relax a little bit to an extent as well. I think what Vegas taught me was, yes, partying is so much fun and like it's so good to go out there. But prior to Vegas, I had been in complete hibernation mode. Mm. I was in complete hibernation mode. It was, you know, um, preparing for the trip, being healthy, being whatnot. But then taking a step back and coming back from Vegas, it's kind of like, well, you need to chill out. Like yeah. life's not that serious. Your job's not that serious. I am not, I'm not out there curing cancer. I'm out there helping people build their businesses, which I believe is incredibly important because mm. it can be life-changing, but it is not critical. So there are parts where if I don't reply in two hours or three hours and all of these things, that's something that I put on myself. And it was funny because it was Vegas. It was kind of getting away from my hands. I went um, to Vegas for my bachelorette and um, it was kind of taking a step back away from the crazy life of always on my computer, always mm. doing this, always doing that, that made me realise that. To bring that back to the girl boss, I grew up feeling like I had to do that. Yeah. I grew up feeling like I had to do that. It was no one's fault, but I grew up doing that. I, I used to think that the harder, the more hours you put in, the more boss you were. Yeah. And I look, I don't necessarily disagree with the idea of working hard gets you results. And I, and I think that this is where you and I, I think in particular, we kind of sort of divert from a, maybe more of a Gen Z type mentality, which is, you know, prior, that extreme prioritization mm. of self-care, that extreme prioritization of like working is kind of a, a bit of a joke. And, and this is where Work we need is a job like it's not a lifestyle exactly and I think that's where where we kind of sort of I don't know kind of start to divert a little bit yeah. I do actually still really believe in working hard I do mm. believe in women leading in the workplace and, and having a career be a big part of their life I think yeah. the difference is between that 20 that uh, 2010 version of you know women working in that girl boss mentality versus the one in 2023 is that it's more about having that balance in life and being able to kind of restore your lifestyle as much as you put in that effort into your career. It doesn't mean that you lose who you are on the other side of it. I think the other biggest shift, if I would say the biggest shift of Girl Boss, like mm. what is the biggest shift of Girl Boss from when we were growing up to now is it is more celebrated to share both sides. Mm -hmm. We with what we grew up with it was <laughs> we're so old, but maybe we are. Um, but what old. we grew up with was you know, work hard, do this, do that, and you'll get like the Louboutin shoes and you'll be able to dress in two-piece suits and have your hair blow-waved every day and just be, live this beautiful, glamorous life. Yeah. And that was what girl boss definition was for us. Mm. If you would think of a girl boss growing up, that's what we thought of. Now I think it's shifted. When I think of girl boss now, I've got like Stefka Smith in my head, like beautiful, relatable, funny, can laugh at herself, really shares vulnerable moments, um, shares the ups and downs of business, shares the ups and downs of everything, very relatable. Yeah, and has a lot of work-life balance because I yeah, do, as, yeah, much, yeah. as much as you see her in the office and, you know, on her trips and doing yeah. her things and, and working really hard, you also see that level of self-care prioritization of family, you know, and friendship and having like, you know, a good time and going out and living that kind of lifestyle as well. And I think that that's a really good point because it's so much less about 
you can build yourself up to be this like larger than life, you know, girl boss, entrepreneur, you know, slay all day kind of vibe. Mm. And more so the fact that if you work hard and you build a career for yourself, the reward is the work-life balance. You can have both. Exactly yeah. right. And to your point, like look at her content now. It's all around like her beautiful child, like what they're doing, like her husband, like the lifestyle that they've mm. been able to build because of her hard work. So to your point, it's not necessarily kicking hard work to the can. Like I, no one can oh, – I, I don't believe that – um, Steph Kerr Smith has gotten anywhere without incredibly hard work. Um, yeah, of and course, any, yeah. any person who's in that position, regardless of whether they've been given money, I don't care. No one gets to that position without hard work. Mm. Um, and I think that it's so lovely to see that instead of the new girl boss and what we, we identify a girl boss as, or a boss in general, we've got a different meaning to it. Whereas I don't know who I would have thought of growing up, but I know that looking at magazines and looking at that, it was like, a certain body type, a certain fashion sense, a certain labels. It was, mm. it was almost like very idealistic versus relatable. Yeah, and I think it was more about how it looked than what the actual work was. There was yes. a level of yes. gatekeeping involved mm -hmm. in, in being that kind of boss yes. type person. You weren't sharing how. No. It was like, I'm here, you need to get here somehow, but go yeah. for it. Yeah, work it out though because work I had out. to work hard and there was that real grind yeah. mentality. Yeah. And I think that – I don't know. I think where where the positives you can take from where I'd want to be is, yeah, definitely what we were saying about making that hard work work for you and yeah. then finding that balance in between how do I live my life on the other side of work essentially. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that that's something that was really missing from when we were growing up and I, I, I definitely agree with how you, you were talking about like that prioritization of, I don't know, just like it was like labels and brands and it wasn't it didn't have soul. I felt like I didn't actually know people. I felt like I thought I knew them because they looked like me. But one big thing about the whole girl boss conversation, and I think it's like a more serious note than just, you know, setting boundaries for yourself between your work and your home life, mm. is that we're segmenting ourselves. Mm. And we're saying, like, when we call ourselves girl bosses, it's kind of like, well, do we call, like, men, like, boy bosses? Like, it's ridiculous. Who's <laughs> a good boy boss? Yeah, literally. Like, it's <laughs> a good, good boy. boy boss. But it doesn't yeah. make any sense. And I think that the more we start You're to right. segment we're, ourselves. We're kind of putting ourselves into our own. We're labeling. We're, like, pre-labeling ourselves when labels don't need to exist. It's kind like, of can like. can I not just work hard and yeah. you can get the fuck on with it? And then go home and just, like. Do I have to call myself? <laughs> do I have to have this like yeah. niche title for myself? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We get so hyper specific about these things. And I often yeah. wonder, I'm like, what is the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the point in labeling ourselves into something? Because to your point, we're trying to stand apart um, and not place gender on what we do. Then mm. why are we applying gender to our titles? Exactly. Like if gender, if we want that equal, we want to be equal, we want to look at that equally. Why are we kind of pulling ourselves out of the whole system and being like, well, I am a girl what is a girl like yeah. why is a girl like girl is a young person like that is a young person like where did they just decide no no you know what girl boss that's 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 the what that's a term we're going to use to empower women everywhere yeah. women everywhere yeah do you get what i'm saying <laughs> why are we using the word girl to empower women everywhere and look we could be completely hypocritical right now because we have a podcast women in business we are focusing on a niche right mm. but full disclosure when we started the ribs and our purpose for the Wibs is is crystal clear. Mm. And I, you know, I always think whenever you start anything or if you go into anything, you've got to make sure that your purpose is crystal clear. Our purpose with the Wibs was ensuring that we were bringing voices to people that aren't necessarily highlighted as much as possible. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. You see so many podcasts out there of these incredible entrepreneurs and all these stories and I made a million overnight and all of these things. 
I've got articles that suggest such things, right? And you know how they're done and they're all clickbaity. It's all this, 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 right? It's a story you create around people. When we were thinking about how can we make ourselves different as a podcast, as education, as chatting to people is let's actually highlight the incredible women that don't get enough highlighting, which is women in business. Yeah, not young girls in business. I'm sure young girls in business, you go girl, like do your thing. But we really wanted to highlight women in business who don't have a voice and who need that outlet or want to listen to other voices that are women who are just juggling shit. Yeah, but it's actually true because like how many times do you feel like the the middle is underrepresented, right? Absolutely. Because we're hearing the polarities of extremes. It's like better or worse. No, not just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean you're better or worse than a woman in leadership. Yeah, I think it's incredible. And I think it's an amazing thing that women do being able to kind of find a way to navigate the workforce. And there's so many challenges in our way. So I think that when we come back to what we're talking about today with that kind of girl boss mentality, even with the reason why we started this podcast in the first place is because we couldn't find anybody that was going through and talking about the same struggles that we were going through. It wasn't just talking about girl bosses. No. But like the the, the narrative that we were looking at, we were looking at, I know it's like, like podcasts are incredible. I actually started listening to you now. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> yourself. But I actually really like us now. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is that the, 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 the landscape out there is a lot about how to get into business, how you should get into business, how you should start your own business. I think we want to change it up a bit. We want to obviously speak to incredible women who've started businesses because they are incredible. Yeah, and you're one of them. Like you're doing your thing. But, but, but you come across such incredibly talented women in leadership positions. And in some cases they have had to fight a bit harder. And in some cases they have had to come across different things, especially in male-dominated industries. Absolutely. They deserve to have their story told as much as somebody who's got a shiny story coming to play. It's because it, it, we can make it sound a bit shinier and a bit more sexy with the whole process of it. Women in leadership are the ones that getting people, these entrepreneurs, these successes as well. You know what I mean? You hear the story about the founder, but you don't hear the story about the person who helped him get there. And a lot of the time that... I'm not a lot of the time, I'm not saying it's majority just women that do it. Everyone, there's all different genders that are doing it. But women in, in leadership need to be represented because I just feel like it's kind of just expected. Like women in leadership, okay, cool, yeah. Well, what are they doing? Like well, why what, why their stories is important. And that's what we wanted to highlight with the WIBs and that's the reason we built it. That's the reason we called it Women in Business and we kind of really focused on that niche. How that sets apart from the girl boss narrative is the fact that we wanted to, we didn't, we wanted all women in business. Now I'm talking about the woman in business who has kids and has to work part-time and is juggling their home life. I'm talking about the woman in business who has just got a job after maternity leave and is struggling to catch up because they've just come back, they've got baby brain and they've got to make money work. Yeah. I'm talking about the woman in business who doesn't want kids and is, has invested her life and her lifestyle involves business and good on her. I'm talking about every single woman in business. Mm-hmm. And I think what the WIBS does is set us, or what I hope that we can put out there, is to set ourselves apart from this girl boss narrative because you don't have to be a boss a girl boss or be the boss to be a boss exactly and i think it's less about being a boss and more about being a leader that's what we always prioritize especially something that we talk about a lot you know you can be the owner of something but the leader is the one that the people respect the people listen Mm -hmm. to the people go to and i think that more often than not what i've seen in my experience is women step into these roles 
with or without the recognition. And you can mm, you can be working true. your first job as a you know a sixteen year old in retail and be that yeah, person absolutely. all the way through to being in your sixties and like being in that point in your career that maybe you're thinking about retirement, maybe you're thinking about taking a different pace in life. It doesn't matter. I think that ultimately what it comes back to with this with this girl boss mentality, moving away from it, taking a step back and talking about how this podcast is able to kind of be a vehicle for change. It's about knowing that it takes all types in the world and Mm -hmm. you don't have to just look like one person or one thing to be successful and to be a real change maker in your career. We just want to redefine girl boss. We want to redefine what girl boss means. It's not necessarily what we grew up with anymore. Mm. And I love that. And it's, it's the same as any narrative that you see from what we grew up with, with the magazines. Like I, I've got like a stack of magazines that I've kept and I can't wait to look through them, but I've seen things like pop up on TikTok where it's like the narratives that we grew up with, which is, you know, all of our magazines were how to lose X amount of weight, um, how to be more mm. attractive for this, how to get a boyfriend, all of that stuff. Now, as a teenager, I loved, I thought that was it. I was like, this is incredible. Like, this is this is what it is. And then all of a sudden, we grow up with all these things from teenage, right? It's like how to be this, how to be attractive, how to do this, how to get boys. And then it was like this shift when you turn 18 or when, I, when we turned 18 and it was like, all right, now be a girl boss. Come yeah, on, how'd yeah. you get? Go, go be a girl boss, screw men, uh, go, go out there and, and, and smash it and slay and, and wear high heels larger than your standards and all of these like quotes out there. And it was kind of like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Aren't I meant to be like skinny, hot and find a man? Oh, wait, no, wait, wait. Now I need to be skinny, hot and do this. And it was all of these messages that we were getting as growing up. And I look back on it now and I'm just so grateful to the shift in narrative that, mm. you know, what, what, Gen Z's and, and the other generations are growing up with isn't perfect and we can all admit that. What what's happening with social media and the constantly, you know, there's, there's there's bad things about both. But what I really respect about Gen Z and the other generations is that they're looking at it, you know, multifaceted. They they kind of have a a challenging approach. I never challenged Dolly magazine. No, we just kind of accepted and moved on cuz like okay, well that's what we're being told to do and it's not I think it's like you've got to understand the context of what that was like growing up back then. It was oh, a completely yeah. different world. And I'm so grateful to the change that is sweeping it's through. Great. Because what I, and like what it comes back to when we're talking about it in that girl boss context is that it's got to be less about your image overall. It yes. actually, I, I can't wait for it to kind of go <laughs> away from matter. that. And I, you know what? I think in, it has. I, I don't know. I know it hasn't completely. Yeah, it I get has, that. but it hasn't because we still see shit every day about this. And to be honest, like it comes down to, it actually shouldn't matter what any woman looks like at work, at really. No, it doesn't. And I think that what's frustrating about it and what's interesting, because you and I have gone through this separately and together, yeah. is that we've been, for the woman that gets criticised on not dressing a certain way or not being a certain way, we've actually been criticised on the opposite side of being too much like this or too much that way or too over the top or whatever it is. And so I'm hoping that the shift in this narrative and the removal of this kind of label and the refocusing on just being a woman that works who's a leader who wants to... A person even. Exactly. Let's go that much further and just say, I can tell you right now, any success I've had in Korea or any any promotion I have has not been based on my weight. Yeah, not your weight, not your gender. Not and, my and look, not, not whether I wore and not whether I wore a dress that day or pants that day or what my image is or, you know, whether I've done this. No, there's None of it has been put to my mm. image. And to further challenge that, it's far less about what you've been able to juggle as well because I think that mm. what that girl boss mentality celebrates the most is you can you can do it all and you can have it all and you can do it in high heels and that's literally I feel like that's some kind of shitty Pinterest quote somewhere I've seen but it's just it's like why though why do I have to do all of those things Mm. 
why the fuck can't I just wear sneakers and go to work and be like <laughs> every other person? Like, let's just stop for a second. I just wanted you to understand. Imagine if you turned around to your husband and you go, babe, you are killing it and you're doing it all in heels. Yeah, you're doing like, it all in heels. He would be like, um, okay, Let me come fit his shoes in heels. <laughs> fucked up. But he wouldn't. But he wouldn't. You wouldn't look at him and be like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. You were able to get the biggest deal and you were a tie. Yeah. You it, boss yeah. boy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, my God. I think, I, think like, I think Alex would look at me and be like, Okay, honey, like enough Red Bull for today. Like, go go mm. home. Boss boy. No, boy, boy. Who's my boss boy wearing a tie to work? You good little boy. You, like, you did it all. You, know, look at you. you shaved your head. God like, bless. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, we don't, we don't kind of put that towards men in general. We don't say, you know, you received this, you know, and you did it all by doing this. Mm. It was just kind of like, congratulations, you did this. This is so great. I'm so proud of you. I think shifting that narrative and redefining what girl boss is to us, to, to women, to women in business is an important conversation to have. I think it's it's a controversial comment to have because I think that there will be a lot of people that disagree mm. and that's good because that encourages thoughtful conversations. Yeah, like we're not saying that we have it all completely right. I think that... No, absolutely not. The way we... I think if I could like speak for both us on where we would probably land on it, it's that we want to kind of remove the label and reprioritize some of the things that we benchmark for people to have as a set of success. I couldn't I couldn't agree more and if I was to kind of summarize how I felt about the whole girl boss movement it's I to some extent you know I can't I can't shit on it because that is what we grew up with and we still have ended up in really great careers because of it and we were able to take that narrative and do what we needed to do with it mm. right so I'm not saying that you know it is if somebody's telling you to do something, it doesn't necessarily have to do it. Even if it's the media, even if you're getting conditioned by Dolly Magazine or Girlfriend Magazine, you still have a choice, right? So there, there is that there is that part of it. But my other side of it is I'm just so grateful to the fact that things are moving to in the right direction. They're not there. But the fact that I am now looking up to Steph Claire Smith versus I don't even know who I would have been looking up to back in the day. I have no idea. I think I look up to like someone that even like uh, like Flex Mommy. Like she is so oh, cool. Absolutely. She is an excellent example of just someone who is just cool as shit. Like yeah. she is just fucking cool. And you look up to her because you're like, wow, you have created an empire mm. from – having a voice yeah and from being original in your content and not feeling like you needed to necessarily fit a mold to tick a box and say this is what i'm doing it was literally like a, a moment of like being so different yeah and that's what draws you to people and I, and I think that's a really good takeaway for this kind of episode this discussion is that that whole era of being that girl wasn't that slay all day mentality was really asking people and women in particular to be put in a box yeah and now i think that the way that we can shift things is to start removing those labels, start to kind of tear redefine down. Them. Yeah, redefine Remove, those labels. Redefine, challenge them. I think one of the things I can learn, it's like what have you learned the most out of Gen Z and the new generation that are coming up that are very vocal is challenge things. Challenge things. Just because we grew up in a certain way or we, we heard these terms doesn't necessarily mean we need to continue to use them or – Challenge them. Just be like, okay, well, what does girl boss mean to you? Yeah. What does that mean to you? Does that, does that, that, and for some people, you've also got to keep in mind, I believe, is that for some people, the, the idea of girl boss was very empowering. 
Yeah, that's true. It did give them a voice when they didn't have it. It did make them feel like, okay, this is possible because the, the generation before us, we talk about a lot the, the one ahead of us, but the one before us, girl boss? Like what? Like, do you know, do you know what I'm saying? So mm. I think there's, there's it, I think it had its moment. Mm. I think it served its purpose. I can't see, I think the positives of girl boss outweighed the negatives during that time, in my opinion. Controversial, but I do think at the no, time it made, it made sense. But I think for we the grew time, up. Yeah. I think we've. I think for now it's kind of like at that time we almost need to go to the extreme where it was like girl boss, girl boss, girl boss, high heels. You need to do this. You need to do this. You need to look at blah blah blah. And I think it was kind of like taking what we'd been brought up with. with this is what you need to be, but you can also be a boss. Okay, so you need to be this and this, and then you're a boss. And I think now we've kind of had time to reflect and be like, okay, so I don't need to look a certain way. Okay, so that narrative's gone. What about the girl boss narrative? Is that still there? Oh well, it is there. But it's not necessarily you have to look this way, you have to do this. It's a different thing now. For us at Girl Boss, to your point, is lifestyle, is having a beautiful family, is giving back, is having a social conscience when you do run a business. Like there's these parts of Girl Boss that never existed with them. Like giving back, social conscience, being ethical, being sustainable. Yeah, it might joking? have been it might have been there, but I definitely don't think it was, you Promoted. know. Yeah, it wasn't like at the forefront of the reason why things were done and I think it, it does speak a lot to there's been a big cultural shift yeah. and because of that we're ending up where we are now and, and it, I also think it's really healthy to start rethinking the ideas and reevaluating where we're at because if we don't do that then we'd end up with archaic things from you know whenever you know 1950s and we're slowly starting to shed that from our culture from yeah. our dark so overall we think girl boss was good for the time but great to move on from it and I really can't wait to see what the evolution of new female leaders female business owners look like in another 10 years from now because i'm sure that we'll have a lot of learnings from what we're seeing today and i think it's exciting to see where we can take things absolutely and when you see us pop up on your instagram with this episode please let us know what girl boss means to you because i'm curious yeah I'm curious i'd love to know what girl boss means to you educate us um as i said this is what it meant for us yeah. and what we want it to mean but i'd love to hear from you guys what does girl boss mean to you love it thank you so much for listening please rate and subscribe and we shall see you next week bye bye